And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Working Change. Marla's looking uh, pretty sleepy as she's yawning. So I'm here, I guess. <laughs> Marla's <saying>. here. Nate's <laughs> here. Barely. Um, and uh, we have a uh, a serious matter to discuss. <laughs> Let's talk about friends. <laughs> We're talking about friends. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so my sister recently sent an article to me, and it was actually specifically to – it was about a man that was, yeah. like, struggling with friendships. His and- name was Max Dickens. It was from the Daily Mail. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) So people know we're not making this up. Yeah, yeah. So I I guess he was getting married, and he realized he didn't have any close male friends. He didn't know who to ask to be his best man, Uh and so he went on this journey trying to like reconnect with friends, trying to figure out why he didn't have friends. Yeah. Well, and that's ultimately what he realizes: like, why do I not have close friends? Why do I not have people (laughs) I feel comfortable asking this to? And so I think this is like really like the a piece of a larger problem. Right. When you look at the United States today, and I'll, I'll focus this on the United States because I, I, I know what's going on in the world, but I don't know as much about why it's happening in the world. The United States has never spent so much money on mental health and our mental health generally is getting worse. Right. So – Either our efforts, what we're doing is not working or there is something else going on. Now, my ego defense as a clinician is is I don't think we're doing a terrible job as therapists, but I do think we're up against social changes. And some of these social changes I really think have a, a negative impact on people's mental health. So I think just even the social change of like I can acknowledge my mental health. It's huge. That's, you know, 50 yeah, that's years ago, thing. you didn't acknowledge that you had depression or anxiety or anything. You know, it was like very taboo. So th- these numbers could be higher just because now we feel safe enough to say, I'm depressed. To admit that something's I'm wrong. anxious. Yeah. And, I need help. And that certainly could be part of it. I really, I really believe when you look at like, you know, so we're in our 40s. When you look at what's <sighs> happened. Oh, I know. It's dirty little secret is out. I know. Um, when you look at what's happened, say how children are raised, say all the mm-hmm. distractions that exist today, talk about like the differences in diet between then and now, like you, you start to add these things up. And I think you can see all of these things, um, create a real problem. And I, and I think friends is, is one of those several things that's adding up to really create a, an absolute crisis of mental health. Right. So, all that being said, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's talk about friends and how they have benefits. Friend, okay, this isn't about <laughs> friends with benefits, but no, but we're going to talk about how friends <laughs> that, have benefits. That, that's a yeah, that's a good catch line, catchphrase. I like that. So, why why have friends? I mean, I'm an adult. I don't need friends. I'm not in kindergarten. You we know, we do I mean, need <laughs> friends, but that's the thing. We do need. I friends. think some people think that. Um, I have thought that because I'm an introvert. Yes. So there's an interesting story, like, like idea here that, like, we need to remember that we are social creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, we're built to be social. We're going to say this probably every podcast. We're social people. We're social beings. And Why are we social? Because that's how we survive, by being social. We create communities to, to help p- keep us safe and protect us. Right. And, you know, because we're not good at everything. So, you know, Nate's good at some things, I know. And I'm good at some things. And... Together, we're really great, but, you know, separately, we're not as strong. So the more that we have together, the the stronger that we become. Right. The further back you go in time, 
the more the the tribe keeps us alive. Right. Like we are not the strongest predator on the prairie. And that is still today. It's I don't think it's going to change. You know, we you know friends teach us things. Um, we learn from our friends. We learn about like just core values and and characteristics like communication and how to be honest, how to respect each other, um, how to find joy, how to be sad, how to conflict manage things. So we're learning a lot of skills by just having a friend Mm -hmm. or having friends. And there's the piece, you know, you've said, well, I'm an introvert. I don't need friends. Well, that's kind of poop. (laughs) Yeah, that is an incorrect statement. I I was wrong. No matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you're going to need friends. Mm -hmm. The the dosage of friendship that you need is is different for an introvert and an extrovert. Mm -hmm. But you still need friends. Right. So, you know, and the other thing, the, the other benefit of having friends is, this, you know, we're built for this connection. And when we don't have this connection, you can see that a, there is isolation, you know, and there is loneliness. And with that comes the need to cope. And we have kind of very wicked coping skills. They come in the form of depression and anxiety and uh, addiction, addiction, substance mm-hmm. use, yeah. and, and other coping skills, you know, and so we, we need to feel connection or we, we go crazy. Yeah. And I am constantly reminded of, of the quote that I will one day rediscover who wrote it because it's so good. (laughs) Uh, when I was doing my, my capstone paper, when I was finishing my, um, my counseling degree, which was, we don't have addiction problems we have attachment problems and and i think and maybe maybe this is an okay place for me to segue into some of the things that i found um you know there are multiple studies that show that people with close circle friends decrease health problems like diabetes heart attack and stroke and i've even seen dementia Mm -hmm. be part of that you you have you're less likely to have dementia right when you have friends right here's where the addictions piece connects People with close friendships are more likely to set and reach goals. They're Mm -hmm. more likely to eat better and they are uh, more likely to exercise more and they are less likely to develop serious addiction. I need more friends. (laughs) You need more friends? I need more friends. (laughs) I need all these benefits. That's true. It's very good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Keep going. I interrupted you. It's okay. I just thought that that I thought my stuff fit right there pretty well. So (laughs) it did. It did. So I'm an adult. You're an adult. Mm -hmm. Adult friends are different, I think, than little kid friends. Like uh, making them is a little bit different. It is. It's hard. It's It's hard to make friends as an adult. Why? Why is it hard, Nate? Uh, Well, there's probably a lot of reasons. I think for you and I, we have we have between the two of us, we have seven kids, Mm -hmm. and we are going. And this summer has been a nightmare. I'm sure people have a joyous nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I say nightmare, it's been a scheduling nightmare. <laughs> yeah. We have kids going different direction. directions, and and I. So we're busy, we're, is what you're trying to say. Busy. You're busy. Yes. It's, as adults, we're busy. We're we're going from thing to thing to thing. We're managing a lot of stuff. Where do I put my friends in there? And I know people I know. feel guilty about taking time to have a friend because. You know, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said that the, the only way to have a friend is to be a friend. You, mm-hmm. You've got to be a friend if you want friends. Mm-hmm. So you have to make time for it. Yeah. And if you're busy, that that's a huge obstacle. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I do know it is up to, especially if you're in a committed relationship, it is up to the couple to figure out when they can carve out time to do things with friends. Because it yeah. is important mm-hmm. to do that. 
Um, so the other thing that, you know, I came across in all the reading about why, why to have friends or why is it hard to make friends is, is that, um, we're more rigid as adults. <laughs> Think about that. We have likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Like we're more set in our ways. Mm-hmm. And so typically when you find friends, you're finding somebody who's like-minded. Mm-hmm. So it might be more difficult to find somebody who fits kind of like, in your groove of what you like and don't like. You know, some people like opposites and so you'd have to go find those opposites. So it it is it's a little harder to to find our needs, your likes and your dislikes. Okay. So we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Right. Okay. And then the other one that I came across is community looks different than it now than Today, it does, did like fifty years mm-hmm. ago. You know, fifty years ago you knew everybody on your block. You know, you, you were saying hi to everybody. A lot of people went to church. Church, and, and and we didn't have social media. You know, now we have social media, and I can connect with people on social media. And I say that C- loosely. Connect, yeah, connect is an interesting <laughs> Because word. you're not really connecting. Right. You know, you're maybe keeping up with them, but mm-hmm. you're not connecting. And there have been studies that that connection looks different than the physical connection of, like, sitting with somebody or experiencing with somebody versus doing it virtually. I would say that that if social media is all you have, it's probably better than nothing. Right. But, I mean, to me, there's no comparison between being with someone physically or having a a conversation on the phone where we're interacting back and forth. Like, those are different things. So, the community piece, you know, we're busy. A lot of times, we don't really have places to go to make friends. Like when we were kids, you went to the park and you just made friends who were climbing Mm -hmm. the same stuff as you or swinging in the same swing. Where do you go as an adult? Maybe the gym, maybe like you said, church, um, work Mm -hmm. maybe. But if you're not going very many places, it's hard. And I think that's why COVID was hard. COVID You could not have and sustain friends in the same way. You can't do things with somebody if you're not if you're at home, yeah. you're stuck at home. Yeah, and 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 it, it's tough. You know, we had children and we had friends that had children. And it was kind of like you didn't really know exactly how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. And so it felt weird sometimes. Like, should I even offer? Should we get together? Um, is that disrespectful? Are you going to be mad at me? Like, hey, that's not very responsible. Right. So it, it creates some anxiety. Now, for some people, they're like, they don't care. There's, they'll ask anybody. And to be honest, I wish I didn't care more but my my anxious attachment style and kind of just temperament is is kind of always there like are you sure that's a good idea right so we didn't do that very much we just kind of kept ourselves and it was probably not the best idea Mm -hmm. no now we're reaping the rewards of that right now (laughs) which are nothing (laughs) we are re-establishing friendships (laughs) yes exactly i feel like i need a 1-800 number now here to like make a friend yeah can Um, can we order two new friends please So let's talk about males and females. Let's talk about the gender difference here. Now, this is going to be like a generality. This isn't with everybody. Yeah, there are going to be exceptions to this. There are exceptions to this. But on the whole, females and males make friends differently. We're built differently. Our like, is body they make and mind, friends differently or they interact with friends differently? Both. Both, okay. <laughs> I think, I think. Okay. So from everything that I read, and I, I think I made like a little table here, like females like to have friends face to face. They like to just get together, see each other, be connected in that way. Men are typically like having relationships side by side. Like we're going to go do the same thing, but we're not really interacting with one another. We're just kind of experiencing it together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that difference for males and females. 
there is um, a difference in like the level of like connection that we want to experience. You know, I think this drives you crazy with me, but like women want to be emotionally connected. I think on a daily, I'm like, I'm having a hard time connecting. And you're like, what are you talking about? Because men are more transactional or task oriented in their connections. So they're like doing something together in order to, and, and when they do something together, they feel connected. Yeah. You know, whereas women want to sit down and like talk about it and emotionally like bear their soul. Um, there's a difference in women like to, to stay in touch more. Like I could think, talk to my girlfriends on the daily if I was allowed to. Yeah. Wait, wait, hang on. (laughs) You just said if I was allowed to, which which someone might think that that means I'm stopping you. Nate is not stopping me. My busy life is stopping me. I'm like, hey, what are you going to do with friends today? (laughs) Okay, okay. Here's our whole like dynamic here. (laughs) Nate does not stop me from having friends. Okay. My busy life prevents me from like just reaching out as much as I would like to. Like if I could, I would just talk to my friends all day. That would be great. But I don't have that life mm-hmm. to do that. Whereas men don't feel that need to stay in touch. They can stay in touch and then like six weeks later, like reach out again and everything is fine. Whereas like if a woman waited six weeks to like reach out to her friend, they'd be like, what's going on? Are we friends still? You know, it, it would be different. Okay. So that's not typically the same. Um, They talked about also that females tend to be a little more like fragile um, in their relationships Versus men are less fragile. And when I mean that, like, there is that sensitivity level. So maybe, I don't know, we're more volatile in our relationships. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to please each other and be connected with each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas men are like, I'm totally going to have it out with you right now. And I'm fine with it the next minute. We'll hug it out. Well, I don't know afterwards. if you, you could, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a man. So you hug it out afterwards? Well, I don't know. Dep- <laughs> probably depends on the friend. <laughs> that is true. So the last one was that, um, and this I found interesting, that females want to share their deepest stuff with other, like, girlfriends, like yeah. other females. Okay. Whereas men want to share it with, they, they mentioned wives, girlfriends, sisters, and platonic females. And I thought, hey, that's a list of all girls. Mm-hmm. So men will feel okay to share their deepest emotions with other females in their lives, but not necessarily other male figures in their lives. That's interesting. I, I wonder if someone had like, I don't know how they, they like phrased this, if there mm-hmm. were like choices. I wonder, I wonder if someone put, for men, if they put like male therapist, if they would have included that as someone they're willing to talk to. <laughs> Because I feel like the guys I talk to, I talk to a lot of men. So what are you saying? That some men need to go to female therapists? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is I, I, I wonder, because you, you're right. The list was all women. All female. And so I would... Well, I think a therapist is not on this list. Okay. Hopefully you're therapist sharing your deepest stuff with your therapist because that's what that is there for. Yeah. But and I think in their real life, they're not feeling that level of like vulnerability that they can have with with our male counterparts. Yeah, and and that's a really interesting conundrum. Just as a male, I I wonder if other men feel like because of the way some men are socialized, there's potentially a fear of that man just being like like maybe our dads were, which is hey, rub some dirt on it and don't worry about it. And you know, so it's a little bit dis- sometimes we've had male figures in our in our life be dismissive towards 
something that's bothering us. Right. It's maybe a little bit more right. emotional that, that, that maybe we were socialized in a way to assume that that shouldn't be bothering us. And the fact that it is bothering us means we don't, we're not doing a good job controlling our emotions. Right. Well, and it can absolutely be seen also as a weakness. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I am sharing all these emotional things with you, these really deep, I'm scared to do this. I don't mm-hmm. feel good. I'm depressed about this. Then you look weak as a man right. is what society says. You can't handle your business. So that might not be something that a man wants to share with another man in fear that they will be taken advantage of or that we seen as less than. Mm-hmm. So we have that social piece also. Yeah. yeah. You know, how would it feel, Nate, to be able to like just tell another friend? You know, I know that we've had conversations where you've had like friends and I'm like, hey, just tell them that. Just tell them like you love a man and you're like, ooh, that's weird. Like we don't do that, you know? Well, I think that I have diff- some relationships where that's more okay and other where others where it's just not really come up. Um, and that. And that's interesting because for women, I don't feel like that's an option. Like everything comes up. Okay. Like you could just talk about it all, I think. Whereas men are like, we don't talk about that. And then enter the Bruno song. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't talk about Bruno? <laughs> oh, we have too many little kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, what do you do about that then? Um, well, the truth is, is there's really only one way to do it, which is you have to potentially be vulnerable. Go check out our last and podcast. <laughs> see, yeah, and see, see if you want to discuss that with a particular person. My experience is I have an idea which of my friends are are like really more okay with hearing about my emotional stuff. I mean, my emotional stuff is my emotional stuff. And so I do my best to just work on it myself. And I feel like I have better skills and coping uh, mechanisms than I used to. And and so it doesn't come up as much. But if I had an issue that was really difficult, um, I know which of my guy friends I would reach out to mm-hmm. and which ones I probably wouldn't. And it's, and not because I don't think that they wouldn't hear it, but I just don't know. Right. And going down that, trying to figure out if this is a person I can talk to. And maybe this is the issue. When you're in a crisis, what you don't want to have to worry about is whether or not this person's going to be able to hear what you have to say. Right. Well, it's compounding crisis yeah. <laughs> moments. Yeah. I'm going to take this crisis and have another one slammed on top of it and and that's one of the perhaps one of the challenges in being male which is my experience as a man and this is just my experience is i deal with something when it comes up Mm -hmm. so really if i wanted to know whether or not another man was willing to hear something i probably would need to figure that out before the crises hits because if i go because if i wait until the crises hits i'm going to go to my same go-to's and the other guys are just going to be left out. And some of them maybe would really like to be helpful, but they I that's just not the way I perceive a relationship. So. Right. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, I got off track. No, that was good. ADHD that's moment. It's fine. <laughs> fine. I think I'm just kind of at the end of this okay. as far as like I well, don't, you know, where do you go from here? Yeah, so I had a I had I had a couple statistics I really wanted to to kind of throw out there. I probably should have done it at the very beginning, it would have made more sense. But but I'll throw it in here. <laughs> Um, there were two polls that were compared, uh, in one of the articles that I read and they were, and they were similar polls. They were asking, they, they divided it between men and women. They were asking men in 1990, uh, questions about how many friends they had and men in 2021. And the differences are stark. Okay. Um, so about 20% of men had three or less friends in 1990 and, and 3% of men 
had zero close friends. Okay. So those are relatively small numbers. 40% of men had 10 or more friends. So Okay, that's not bad. So yeah, that's a good number. So that's for men. For women, about 30% of women had three or less friends, Mm -hmm. and about 1% of women had zero close friends. Okay. 28% of women had 10 or more close friends. And I wasn't really sure what the difference was. I I told you I was a little surprised by that because generally men are more introverted than women, and so, so... Seeing that many more women having a large, or men having a large friend group was a little bit of a surprise to me. You said you weren't sure that men and women classified close friends in the same way. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm always wondering, like, how do you, what do you say a close friend right. is? You know, I mean, I think women are like, oh, this is my close friend. Like, she's my diorite or what? Right or I always, die? Yeah, I always yeah. get that wrong and mixed up. Um Versus like a man would say like his close friend is this, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it's really just how you like categorize close friend. Yeah, yeah. So that's 1990. Okay. Twenty. Fast forward 2021. So we're talking about 30, 30 years. 30 30 years. years. Yeah. What has what transpired in 30 years? About 50% of both men or women have three or less friends. So that was about 20% for men and about 30% for women 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's about half. Mm-hmm. So that's that's gone up considerably. Now, to me, this was this was really discouraging. 15% of men and 10% of women have zero close friends. That's a really large number. That's went from 3 and 1% to, to the to other. 15 and 10%. Yeah, that's not good. The increase on that is massive. Yes, it's very that that is <laughs> not very good. concerning. Not good people. Very concerning. Yeah. Um Fifteen percent of men said they had ten or more friends, and again, that was forty yeah. percent thirty years ago. Now right. we're down to fifteen. Eleven percent of women said they had ten or more friends, down from twenty-eight percent. So both of those numbers were cut by more than half. Right. So our friend groups are shrinking, shrinking, and we have a lot more people now with zero close friends. Um, there was a there was another um, there was another article that I looked at that talked about um, people like college age people people under thirty. Twenty eight percent of men under thirty reported no close connections. I mean that's, that's really lonely. Yeah, that's almost three out of ten. Yeah. So I mean we have a problem. This yeah. is a major problem. You, you want to you want to talk about addiction issues. You want to talk about. Like increase in suicide, you want to talk about increase in even if it's not suicide, Substance we're talking use, about depression, depression yeah. and anxiety, and I mean that this is we need our tribe. We have right. way too many people operating as just their own mini tribe. Well, it's interesting. Like I'll go to, to the grocery store or somewhere else, and and I typically am pretty friendly, so I'll say hi to the checkout person mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, you're really somebody good. You're else. always like, "How is your day?" <laughs> and they're like, "What?" But. People, if like if you slow down and you have that conversation with them, they're really, really wanting to have that conversation. They're caught off guard. Nobody is taking the time to really truly ask, how are you? Yeah. Number one. Yeah. So we're not connecting, you know, and, and as humans, we need that connection. Yeah. So that's part of it. But if you don't like even try to connect, you're not going to make friends. And that's the thing. I think that that's, and I think ultimately that's that's where I landed on because because to me, like okay, all this information is helpful. What can I do? Yeah, and and that's that's where I always try Thank to you, go in therapy, that's where I, yeah. which is which is what can I do? <laughs> yes. So this is this is what I came up with. I think we have to be intentional. Yeah. 
um, we might just have to intentionally start to search for friends. And there's a few different places that we might be able to to. All right, I'm taking start. notes. So, well, you, you mentioned earlier people don't go to church like they used to. Yeah. And, and people are less religious. But there's still a large portion of the population is religious, and some people just don't go to church. Maybe that's a good place to start. Right. Usually, my experience with churches, people are typically friendly and outgoing, and, and you can meet people there. Right. So, so that's not a bad place to start. Um, if you have kids, do you ever take your kids to the park? You know, get out. They'll probably love it. Hopefully, they'll love it. And there might be some other adults there. You don't have to necessarily even totally strike up a conversation, but just a smile, just hello, how are you? Right. You know, oh, you love your kid's coat or whatever. You know, just a little little small talk might develop right. into something a little bit more. And you never know how how someone else might be needing a friend. And you know, right. maybe numbers get exchanged. Maybe it becomes a friendship. Maybe it doesn't. Right. It's okay if it doesn't, you know. It's it's like dating. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Don't internalize the failed dates because we fail a lot more than we succeed. Right. We only needed to succeed once, but it might take a hundred times. Yeah, or ten times, or right, whatever. Right. Yeah. So so that's okay. The gym is one that mm-hmm. you know that that my experience is the gym has still not come back from COVID. So there's a lot less people, but there's still people there. Um, there's websites. There's meetup. So you can go to Meetup, and it will look in your general area for events that are going on, and they have things like hikes and different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So you can find something that appeals to you and go and meet a whole bunch of random people. I understand for, for our introverts out there or people that might even be like like maybe social anxiety disorder, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> but you need your tribe. You need your friends. Don't wait right. until you're in a crisis to realize I don't have anybody. Right. So, so now is the time to do that. Um, there's, there's, uh, Facebook groups. You can get on groups and, and sometimes during conversations online, people end up realizing when somebody that, you know, they, they like when somebody says something and, and kind of online right. friendships develop and, and they can become real world friendships. So those are just a few possibilities. I would say. Yes. I would add service to that. Like, okay. Go and find some part of the community that you want to maybe serve. Like soup a soup kitchen, kitchen or a homeless a, shelter. A homeless shelter or a, like an older folks home or something. Some of my best friendships sometimes are people who are a lot older than me. They have the okay. coolest stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, so don't, you know, don't be looking for exactly the same thing. Sometimes they're younger than you. Sometimes they're older than you. Be open, mm-hmm. I would say, to the possibilities. But when you are serving somebody, you know, there there's time to talk. There's time to be vulnerable. Yeah. Those you can find some, you know, and if nothing else, you've done something good yeah. and you feel better. Yeah. So possibly adding service to the mix, you know, get out and serve okay. a little bit more. I mean, ultimately, as you can see in all of that, it's it's getting out. Yes. Like if you're <laughs> hunkered down in your home and you're not leaving your house. Um, you're going to be very lonely Yeah, and <laughs> like if your groceries are all being delivered and you work from home and like. I have tried this, people. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, it does not lead to great happiness <laughs> it does in not. my experience. <laughs> no. Um, and, and I am an introvert. I will yeah. own that. Yeah. So. Uh, that is our focus for today. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully for anybody that feels like they need more friends, um, give you some ideas on what you can do to, to start your search for more. And I would say, you know, have that interesting conversation with your significant other too about friendships. You know, where do friendships fall in our relationship? How Mm -hmm. do we feel about it? Um, 
what are we going to do to support each other to mm-hmm. having friends? You right. know, do you find it easy to make a friend? You know, am I taking care of your friends and you're not doing anything for yourself? Those kinds of conversations can really open up, you know, where the needs are and where the positive parts of your are currently and what you need to work on. So I would say have that conversation with your partner so that you know, like how to support each other Mm -hmm. in that. Cause you may find that your partner's like, yeah, I really do need that, but you look really overworked and I don't want to add one more thing to you. Yeah. I can't imagine telling you I want to. I want five hours every Friday night, you know, when I'm like, oh, I wanted to date, you know, or whatever. So those conversations do need to be had and, and, you know, be open with it, you know, be curious and, and try to find a solution. Don't make this a fight. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we do not want fights starting from this, but, but I think it's an important conversation to have. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, I think we'll end there. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you do have any questions, comments, um, things you'd like to hear more about, you can reach us at... You want to give an email? Oh, no, I'm like, I'm just watching you. Workingchangecoaching at gmail.com. Sorry, you you weren't ready for that one. No, I wasn't. I was like, where are you going? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, feel free to give us an an email uh, if, if you have any questions or anything. We appreciate the feedback from everybody. And have an awesome week.